welcome to uh, Rising Stars in Products. Again, my name's Drew um, and I'm joined with Jackson Anderson, the ex-director of product at Recognite. Jackson, hi. Hey, Drew. Thank you for having me on. No worries at all. Thank you so much for joining me. It's always good to um, to speak and to chat and catch up with people um, that are so like-minded within product and, uh, and and for others to hear on sort of what you've been up to and, and all those sort of things. I think it's, it's, it's really encouraging. Um, so Jackson, talk a little bit on you. What have you been up to um, as of late? Yeah, so I've been in the product world for about 10 years, coming from a couple variety of backgrounds before then. Uh, most recently working as a director of product at Reconite, a prop tech firm in here. Yeah, nice. Fantastic. And and how have you found it? Have you enjoyed your time over there? I mean, obviously, I know that it's sort of recently uh, finished up, which is which is good. Um, how, how have you found sort of your time spent over there? Enjoyed it? Absolutely amazing. Um, Great company, great experience that I had in there. And honestly, I love all things product. So always exciting to be able to continue in that journey. Good. good, that's fantastic. And I mean, a good question that I always like to start off with is why product? So what, what spurred you on to get into product? Was there a big turning point, a pivotal sort of uh, point where you was like, you know what, uh, uh, products for me? Or was it just by co- complete coincidence that, that you sort of fell into product? You know, that's one of probably the most fascinating questions that I can have, like any product manager that I talk to is how the heck did you get into product in the first place? Yeah. Where did this all come from? What is your background? Um, yeah. and, and the universal answer I've kind of had from this or I found from these conversations is there's really no one like size fits all approach or way that people have gotten into this coming from all sorts of different sides and backgrounds. Um, yeah. For myself, I actually had basically a really wide variety of roles and jobs sort of across university college um, in there and nothing related to technology. So I came in, I started, I studied economics and sociology in there as the background thinking I'd kind of go into an economics route. Um, And then I took a whole bunch of side jobs as we were going from bus driving to telemarketing, (laughs) uh, managing refrigerator rental service, outdoor guide, um, basically anything that had nothing to do with technology whatsoever. That's brilliant. Um, and, and then I graduated and my first job out of university as well was at a tomato cannery doing food safety inspections and training. Um, directly applying my economics degree, of course. Uh, all that hard work <laughs> <I just> did. <laughs> so I did that for a few years, decided I need to kind of change things up and that was not the industry that I wanted to go into long-term, but it was paying the bills quite well. Um, And basically this small startup took a chance on me um, working in a customer success role. Um, And so I joined a a tech startup knowing nothing about what they did really or what technology was development program in there and started working onboarding customers into this thing. Um, and it was great, but it was definitely a startup. <laughs> so okay. our, yeah. our software was super powerful. Um, it did a lot of amazing things, but it was really difficult to use. It was very complex. We had to have an onboarding team, which included me, and spend a ton of time with these companies. It was like a year to yeah. get them up and running, right? Um, in, in between, and they didn't they didn't really want to use the software itself initially. That's, yeah. Um, and, yeah. And so, yeah, we had this great product offering, but it was really hard to convince people to take and use because 
it wasn't self-service, you know, there's different pieces of that that they had to work through. And basically, as I was doing that role, um, one of the leaders in the company, I I started asking a bunch of questions around what was going on in here. Um, You know, why, why are we doing things this way? How does it work? If we did this with the development, you know, could we hit this and that? And it, it was nothing official on the product side, but it was just sort of questioning everything. Look, we have a bunch of these customer problems. We don't necessarily have a clear route of how to solve them, where to go. And we keep building this technology to become more and more powerful, but is it actually doing what our clients need, right? Um, In parallel, one of the leaders in the company was sort of asking these same questions. Um, So she was going through and looking at, you know, basically the product role without having a product department in the company. Um, And so she, more officially said, hey, look, we need to strap this down. We need to put some process in place. We need to get form this product department in here. Um, so she started working towards that. And with the questions that I had been doing and some of the work that we had, she basically recruited me into what was now an informal product department um, and then formed an official product department. And we kind of went from there. Um, so she was really my mentor in this as well. And she came in and said, okay, you have the right mindset. You're asking some of the right questions in here, but let's approach this as an actual process. Let's work with the development team. Let's figure out what we're building, why, uh, make sure that we're actually prioritizing things correctly. And she was basically my mentor and guide into the product world. Fantastic. That's brilliant. What a way to get into product. That's that's incredibly fascinating. So it's gone from bus driver to tour guide to uh, tomato canner to product di- director of products. I think that's fantastic. I mean, what a route in. And it, you clearly found your feet and, and and enjoyed what you were doing and, and knew that that was sort of the career you wanted to take. And was was there a pivotal moment when that sort of that first product role came on and, and you were like, Do you know what, this is this is for me. Was it can you remember the project that you were working on, for example? Or is there anything that was really that really stood out to you that, that you thought, yeah, this is this is for me? There are probably two moments that I had or one one's not directly a moment. But as I was transitioning into that role, the thing that I realized is on the customer success side, which was great in working with these clients and solving their problems in terms of project and configuration, it was really helpful, but I felt like I wasn't really making a long-term impact in there, right? So I was solving a lot of short-term problems as we went, but not getting to the core of it. And so when I started working with the engineering teams and building some of these pieces out that said like, hey, we can take this to the client. And I think it actually then really makes that team who I was still very closely involved with, it makes their life a lot easier, our client team a lot easier. That was like, ah, we have this big impact. Um, Another weird moment that I had was uh, something a little bit about that customer delights side of things. There was this tiny little uh, feature that had to do sort of around finding your content really quickly. Um, And it was essentially a very simple UX, slightly UI change in there um, to the product itself. And it's just basically took you from one place to the next that much smoother without you removed one set of clicks and everything in there. And this was two years in or something as a product manager role. Everything I had delivered up until that point, the feedback I got from clients was like somewhat quiet or, you know, this was helpful or different things and that. This one little button flow change thing, every single client came back to me and was like, this changed my world. 
Awesome. Like, hey, yeah. I've been doing all this work on all these other side of things. I've been looking at all these other problems. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful thing. And I make this one little thing where just on your daily flow, it saves you, yeah. you know, two clicks in here. And this is the the world changing event for you. And it, it did have a little impact on me too, of how I think about client use of what you're building, right? Um, you have to kind of balance everything in there. But that was kind of a thing of like, wow, you can make a really big impact with really small changes. And those yeah. need to be yeah. as well as the really big strategic stuff. Brilliant. I mean, that's 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 really cool. Um, that's really, really cool. The fact that, you know, that that's something that stayed with you as well and then followed you through your career up until sort of now. I think that's that's really, really quite quite cool. And you know, getting into getting into product is is mm-hmm. tough. Um, you know, there's there's multiple ways that people tend to get into product, the stereotypical route of a BA, um, you know, some going through marketing, um, most through sort of the, the BA route. And is there any tips that you'd highlight? Obviously, look, you, you know, for people that don't know you, Jackson, you, you've been in that hiring position before where you've had to, you know, build teams and, 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 and you know, expand for projects and, and, and things like that that you've done. And areas in, in which for people to get into product and how to get into product. I mean, it's tough. It's not easy. Is there any sort of advice that you'd give for, for someone or, or an area to focus on that, that's, you know, you know works in 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 getting into product yeah as i said it can be really tricky um and as because there's so many routes to get into it and there's no one clear way right it's sort of finding your own path in there and looking for what's out but there's a couple tips that i would give um the first is as you're applying for roles or as you're looking for this product side and you know you actively want to pursue it um don't be afraid to sort of embrace the diversity of your background whether that's cultural industry roles you've done, everything in there, don't discount any of that experience you have, right? When I'm looking to hire a product manager, especially one who's just starting into the product world, I'm really looking for someone who's looking out for the right thing, looking out for where problems are, how to solve them, what they can be involved in. Um, I honestly don't care that much about where you're coming from. As long as you have that innate curiosity, you know what you're trying to do and drive and solve those problems and then i want to look and see examples of where you've actually taken that and done initiative on it nice Um, so not just hey i've seen it but this may not have been my department my role my problem at all there was something that needed to be solved i kind of figured out you know if i do this it's going to make people's lives better and there is value to the the amount of effort that's towards it i went and did it um and here's the results of it so those are amazing stories if you can tell those during interviews or that part of the process mentorship and opportunities as well right you never as if you're trying to break into product completely new you never know where that first entry point is going to come from for me i was not looking at that product role at all um i didn't really even know the product existed as a thing um and just really seek the guidance that you can from either an experienced product manager build up your network and then again sort of take on those projects that might be outside your comfort zone or outside of things that you'd normally be doing, but are sort of related to that solving problem piece. But the mentorship side, I think, is really key in the product world as well. Absolutely. And I think most people that I've spoken to from, you know, sort of a senior level all the way through to director and head of product, I think that idea of growing a network, building out, you know, your connections, be it on LinkedIn or be it on on meetups, 
or you know and, and having that sort of close circle of, of of people that a you you trust that are in you know within products and b that do mentor and look out for each other and you know if there's something that you you know you can scratch up on or opportunities that you know could really sort of grow you as a, as a person within products i think is really crucial isn't it and i think if you're able to, to share that with someone it makes life so much easier i know that even through day-to-day things you know in, in personal lives it's always easier to have someone to talk to and, and, and rely on um let alone breaking into a completely new market i imagine mm-hmm. that's tough really tough that being said if you're looking for product management roles also don't think that if you don't know anyone or you don't have your foot in the door for product as well it's impossible to do um, there are especially more and more products is becoming a formalized process that is almost absolutely necessary in the sort of tech world. Um, so those roles are out there and are advertised. Look at them, apply for them, and don't be afraid necessarily if you don't meet 100% of the requirements of what they're looking for. If you can tell the right story about why you're a product person and product mindset, have that product mindset, go for absolutely. it. And I encourage yeah. you to kind of pursue it that way too. It's brilliant. Great advice. Great advice. Thank you. And looking at, you know, for yourself, a personal one, what is your favorite area of tech? Something that's so up and coming. And I know that um, that, that your current, you know, your, your place at Recognite was sort of an AI prop tech um, sort of company, um, which I know was really sort of of interest and, and interests me. The things that, you know, they, they do in the areas of tech that, that they operate within is really quite cool. Um, what is your favorite area of, of, of tech, Jackson? That is a great question. Um, you know, I don't necessarily have a favorite area. Obviously, the whole AI large language model piece is exploding right now, and there's some amazing, amazing new technology that's happening there. Yeah. That being said, there's also a lot of people getting really excited and not knowing how to implement it or <laughs> doing it badly or whatever it is that, or you know, it's not really the right fit for them, but they just want to have that name and in there. So you do have to be cautious about that, um, what you're adopting, why, and you know how it's going to drive your strategy. But there's a um, ton of amazing potential on that side of things. Awesome. That's Outside cool. Outside of um, work world, actually, because I have no work experience in this whatsoever. But one of the other tech things <laughs> that always just kind of, I think, will be taking off here and is super exciting is the sort of Internet of Things connected technology, devices to software to everything that you have. Yeah. Um, and your whole world kind of coming together in that connection. Yeah, massively, massively. And looking at, you know, looking at the AI piece, I think it's just so it's just so fascinating. Like it's just something that is uh, so many. It's concerning in, in terms of so many jobs are going to be obsolete. But um, it's exciting as well in the terms of you know, integrating sort of, you know, AI into, into a variety of businesses and, and, and types of companies and things. I think it's a big thing to look out for. And the same with, you know, connected devices and stuff. There's so much, so much going on all of the time. I think it's just going to explode at some point. But it's, um, it's yeah, it is, it's, it's an exciting time to be in tech, for sure. I think one of the things for the AI side that people maybe overlook too, is there's this lot of this very large vision of, okay, we're completely redoing how machines think and interact with humans and you know these amazing large scale projects that we can do with this. But a lot of what's going to come into play here is actually gonna be very much on the almost mundane side. Um, and that's not a bad thing. 
but little ways to make your processes faster, smarter, double check a human as you're doing things and just kind of flag things that might be a problem. Honestly, that's gonna be one of the quieter but huge impact drivers, I think across the industry that people may not be talking about right away. Um, But a lot of companies should, you should keep your eye out for that as you go. What are some of the small applications here that can make your life actually a lot better? Sort of like that little workflow button. That's it. (laughs) Love it. It all comes back to that workflow button. Um, That's brilliant. So a good good question to follow up on um, that I think is a real talking point, especially within product, is what is product? As silly as it sounds and as cliche as the question may be, everybody's answer to this is different. And so what would be your 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 answer to that what is product yeah how you define product i think depends a lot on the context you're in um so that's a little bit of a cop-out but for me on the general level product management or product as a whole is really about identifying and sort of delivering high value solutions to real world problems right so looking at your customer needs business goals technology figuring out what you need to do and most importantly, sort of at the right time and right place, how that all fits together. Um, because there's a lot of solutions that you can do are, that are amazing solutions, but they don't fit the market right now, or they don't meet the business need that you're trying to do, or the technology is not quite right there. Um, so it's finding that balance of need, value, execution, and does it solve a real world problem? Nice. I like that. That's really nice. Really concise, really sort of simple in 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 the way that you know that that is i think that's really really cool um i love that so really for you product is all about solving and and helping people in a way isn't it um it's all about having that impact um positively and 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 making a bit of a difference really with with what you're doing and that's what i enjoy most about products is um everyone you speak to everyone's focused on making some sort of difference and i think that's really quite nice you know you get multiple areas of tech that as as silly as it sounds can be quite boring um, especially to me um but i think products one of those that are really excited it re- really excites me you know fuels my sort of belly with with fire really um which i love and 20 years ago people weren't talking about product what was product it was just a you know a bit of a gap really um whereas now it's it's something that is up and coming i think we're going to see more of a push on it um, which is great and really to sort of finish up um i've created and, and i know that i messaged you and we've spoken about this before but my my product insights newsletters um which started off this month actually um this month's episode an issue was on um interviews and the sort of the stigma and stereotype with some sort of interviews and how it can really sort of cause companies some problems can't it especially um you know with with extra long-winded um processes and, and all of that sort of thing my next month, my November issue is all on culture, which I think is a huge, a huge thing um, at the moment, especially for a market at the moment where people are are looking um, for new roles. Companies seem to be advertising, but never really employing. Um, culture seems to be a big, a big thing. Um, and so what is what's most important for you when when looking at a, looking at a company and 
a sort of a caveat to that question is when you was leading a team how did you how did you keep a good culture within that team was there sort of you know was there lots of sort of meetups was there lots of company events was it sort of leading by example talk to me a bit more on how you kept sort of a, a positive culture and um and how important that is to you yeah i'll try and answer uh, both those sides i think one for me is what's important for culture and as you're looking at you know joining a new company and everything in there it's almost it, it's really difficult to know what a true company culture is and what exists in there and even within a company it varies across teams and environments that you have that you're doing it for me the biggest thing for culture is not talking about it it's not what you say about it although it's important to step back and look at that you know from a company mm -hmm. level that how are we trying to foster this but it's about what you do with it right um it's really about how you spend your time your thought your effort um where you reach out where you connect with people um do you do you allow employees the not just allow but encourage um areas for growth that you're in there right so training programs mentorship in there and not just setting up the program but sort of executing them and going through and having people who will reach out organically in that um it, there's a hard balance as a, at a company level because you do have to talk about it you have to put the structures in place um and that is core for making sure it doesn't fall by the wayside because it's so easy to just push through with the work that you're doing you have a thousand different initiatives that are going and it's let's get this out the door and you know it's hard to take that step back and look at what you're doing Absolutely. but also if you don't have that true ingrained not structure personality people the things that you're doing the, the the core of your team as a whole it doesn't matter how much you talk about and what structures you put in place to support it as well um so it's a really hard tricky piece of how do you get and maintain a good company culture and i think it's a lot about the people that you hire and that you work with and what you encourage and what you don't um, as people are working sticking to it and actually implementing what you're doing massively i think it's such a big thing and you know uh, people that i've been speaking to and among my my sort of network i've seen time and time again the culture seems to be something that crops up you know well i'm looking for a great cultured company well i'm looking for xyz and xyz and it's like right, right okay but how and how how are you going to influence that you know it's all about influencing and making change isn't it and i think culture within a company starts with you um i think it starts with you as a person um it's making that change making the positive impact that you want to want to make and um and growing within that you know creating opportunities for growth and development and and to mature within the company as, as the company matures so no i appreciate your insight there and um and i hope that the next issue of, of my product insights um focused around culture will be of some sort of use um going forward but look to wrap it up jackson really really appreciate you coming on it's always great to uh great to network and chat and to sort of have some form of impact on uh, on on others within within the product sort of uh, area so really really appreciate it i know that this will be of use to someone out there um really appreciate it thank you so much for joining me absolutely it's been a pleasure